I beat you to the punch. Hey, David, how's it? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I beat you to the punch. You know, you maybe it's a punch. New Year's thing. I, I just figured, yeah. uh, you know, well, why why don't I welcome you into my world rather than you continually welcoming me into your world? Well, uh, I appreciate that. So welcome to cold northern Alberta where it's better <laughs> weather and there's snow on the ground, David. Uh, it's wonderful here. I wish you wish you were here. Well, you can feel free to join me in Panama City, Panama, where I think it's about 28 Celsius. It's a little overcast, but not so bad. Awesome. Uh, well, what a way to bring in the new year. You're in Panama City, and uh, man, I'm yeah. kind of jealous, I got to admit. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. So it's one of my things to, I'm going to be traveling a bunch at the start of this year, at least. I don't know how long it will last, but it's something I didn't make it as a new year's resolution, but that's what we're going to talk about today is new year's resolutions. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do is kind of live abroad and not necessarily for, you know, so I'm not traveling every three days or something like that. I'm kind of spending two or three weeks in a specific place and then moving on to the next one. And I've never been to Central or South America. I've never, you know, spent a long time abroad. And I'm lucky with my job that I can work remotely. Um, so I figured I'd, I'd pull the trigger and give it a chance. So that's one of the big, big nice. things for my new year. I think the other main one is getting back into some sort of physical fitness. Uh, I think yeah. that's a common one for a lot of people at New Year's, but it's definitely my fitness has fallen off as of the last three years. And I think it's oh, finally, I've gotten a lot of my, the rest of my life in order. Finally, uh, I feel pretty good after some tumultuous time. So now it's time to get the body in order as well. I think. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, I, I fully endorse that. You know, I, I almost think like physical fitness should come first. It seems like actually nutrition is is the base of the pyramid, then physical fitness, and then everything else is kind of built on top of that, isn't mm -hmm. it? I mean, I if, you, so. if your nutrition isn't working, you're not thinking straight. You don't have the energy, and then if you don't, if you're not physically fit, again, your, you know, your mind is is just a part of your body, right? It's it's uh, part of your physical body, and it's interesting you mentioned nutrition because as I started to finally feel better and feel more like myself, I've, I've decided to no longer be a vegetarian after being a vegetarian for a year and a half. And oh, also wow. I feel a lot better since then as well. So I don't know if it's chicken or egg. Like, do I feel better because I have more energy because I'm eating meat? Because it definitely right. feels like that. Or was I already feeling better and now I just happen to be eating meat? But it, it feels like the two are connected, like my mental well-being has improved since I started eating meat again in the past just like month or so. Right, right. Well, I was actually going to comment uh, before we started and say that you're looking good, like you're 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 not looking as gaunt or something, and you you just yeah. look like you have a bit more life. I just assumed it was because you're in Panama City and you're you know enjoying <laughs> the weather, but uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, I also shaved my beard. I don't know. If oh, people, right. Even though the logo has a beard for this new show, I shaved mine, so it's all. But I do feel like I'm fuller, and I think eating meat is a part of it, but it's all part of, uh, you know, try I spent three years very actively trying to put my life in order, and it feels like I'm now somewhat ordered in my life, which is good, and I feel, I feel fuller, so I appreciate that uh, it comes across in some way as well. Right, right. 
Yeah, and uh, you know maybe that's uh, one place to kick off the conversation is that we are deciding to change the name of our podcast. The name of the podcast mm-hmm. has been Hard on Liberty, and it's because uh, you know back in our back when you were a vegetarian and I was <laughs> uh, you know going through campaign mode and kind of strut burning the candle at both ends, our brains weren't working that well, <laughs> and uh, we were just thinking of uh, juvenile jokeish things and kind of engaging in phallic fart joke genitalia type uh brainstorming sessions and uh you know i said you know this podcast has given me a liberty hard on or something like that and we decided (laughs) to call it hard on liberty not very uh (laughs) probably not the smartest name like it wasn't our moment of greatness there but i think uh liberty experts is is a good uh good name for a show i mean you know i feel like I should be able to call myself a liberty expert by now. You know, I've been doing this for over 10 years. Um, mm. I'm, I've put in well over 10,000 hours into thinking and writing and blogging and videoing and campaigning ar- about the idea of liberty. And so, you know, I, I, if that doesn't qualify me to be an expert, I don't know what does. Uh, and it, that's not to say that I have all the answers, David, or that I uh, am right. some paragon of uh, liberty uh, but you know, I, I believe I'm in the in the upper percentile uh, where I can call myself an expert on the subject. And so, so what about viewers or listeners who think it's presumptuous for me to be an expert? Because it's experts, it's experts with an S. And so, you know, I'm fairly new to this. I do think right. I have the right approach, um, and I think I've kind of naturally yeah. happened upon it. But what are your thoughts on? my expertise yeah that's a good that's a that's a good point maybe we should just call it the liberty expert and company or something like that or (laughs) uh (laughs) no i you know it's uh we we make a good duo you uh, you are uh you ask a lot of probing questions you're asking the right questions and uh um you know whether you're an expert now or not you know i guess people could debate that have you put in the ten thousand hours i don't know uh but you're, you're approaching there and you will be an expert and you make me better at Liberty. So together we're definitely experts, I would say. Okay. That's a good yeah. way to think of it. And so let's jump back. Well, we're going to talk about what our resolutions are for the show moving forward. In addition right. to a more, we're, we're serious now. We're professionals. Yes. We don't have hard-ons anymore. We're experts. No. But um, before we jump into those resolutions, what, what are your personal resolutions for this new year? Both with the, with, you know, the extension of the podcast, like how it fits into your life, but also for your life generally. Right. Well, you know, I, I have found in the past that uh, resolutions are not a good strategy for me. Like Mm. I, I generally, I'll have a resolution, like I'm going to do this program and this nutritional plan and make these healthy choices or, you know, or uh, make more money, you know, the typical things that people have for for resolutions and then you know i'm good for about a week or two and then i fall off the wagon i'm not doing that program like i said i was and and this and that and uh they're out the window and i'm back living back to my old bad habits again kind of thing right and so so this time you know what i've decided to do is just choose daily uh to to make uh the minimal effective dose uh perspective right so what what are some little things i can do that will make 
help me make better decisions, right? And so one of the things I can do is I, I can get up earlier. So, you know, if I get up a little bit earlier in the day, I feel like I can get more done before work, uh, maybe engage in, uh, you know, building my empire or, or building my brand or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm just going to continue doing the minimal effective dose for, for fitness. And I find that works really well. And so, you know, I know for a fact that I can have beneficial physical adaptations if I just do 15 minutes a week of, of intense exercise. And so as long right. as I get 15 minutes in a week, I, I can commit to that. I can do it consistently because I think whatever your goals are or whatever practices you put in, uh, you have to be able to consistency is the key, right? right. So, and this is why I've fallen off the wagon when it comes to like extreme workouts or diets. It's like where I'm going to be a jacked monster and by following this precise plan. Right. Yeah. And so, so I look for the minimal effective dose. What are some little things I can do, but do them consistently that will be better. And then what I find is when I can do those little things consistently, like when I can do a 15 minute a week's uh, 15 minutes a week of working out well it's nothing it's always a bonus to add in another day of exercise right. uh, and once you add that day and it's another day and another day and and, you, and it just seems to build up positive momentum that is sustainable and if you fall off the wagon one week and it's just you're feeling under the weather or you're just lazy or whatever i just cut it back to the 15 minutes a week and right. i'm still making positive improvements in the right direction uh you know, and so, you know, for the last year, so I, I did this last year with my physical fitness and I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to commit to 15 minutes a week. That's my new year's resolution. Just things that I can, little things I can do consistently. And, you know, I've been working out pretty consistently four to five days a week. You know, I probably put on about 15 pounds of, uh, of muscle in the past year. And, you know, I'm, I'm in better physical shape, I think, than, than I probably ever have been just because I went that route rather, rather than trying to do some extreme program. Like if I, yeah. if I had told myself at the beginning of the year that I was going to do this powerlifting program uh, that I'm basically doing right now, uh, I would have fallen off within a week and a half or so. I would have I right. missed a workout and I'd have been, uh, I, I would have got down on myself and, you know, I, would, I just kind of would have started like that that would have been a bad a small bad decision that led to mm. momentum towards more bad decisions right. and just you know but but this way i find it more I, I find it better right so so that's those two things are the primary thing and then you know i decided <clears throat> again i'm you know we talked you know the last episode i think before the the new year uh about me running for conservative party leadership I still haven't made up my mind about that. You know, again, I'm, I'm focusing on what brings my life meaning day to day. What are the things I can do right. consistently? And if it happens that that leads to me running for this big thing, then great. But, uh, you know, I feel like if I, if I say right now I'm committing to running for conservative leadership, there's like a thousand things that need to happen before that can ever be a possibility. And so all I'm doing is focusing on each of those little things because each of those little things, whether I run for conservative leadership or not, are going to be beneficial to me. Like I'm going to have to write position statements. That's going to help clarify right. my thought. I'm going to have to network and build a team and, and talk to donors and stuff like that. And whether I run for leadership or not, those relationships will be good for whatever endeavor I end up doing. Uh, right. 
and and so those are the things that I'm doing. And if I don't do them all, that's fine. You know, I won't beat myself up. But if I can do one or two little things each week that put me in that that direction, then I'll be happy. And so I think that that to me is the way I approach resolutions rather than making these giant goals and that that require super feats of willpower and discipline yeah. or something like that to do. Uh, just make little things. It's it's kind of like you know what we were talking about before, David. Of clean your room before you do anything else, right? right? And if you can't clean your room, just tidy up your desk a little bit. If you can't do that, right. put that pencil in the pencil holder. So I'm just looking for things that are within my grasp that I can do on a consistent basis that will maybe over time accumulate to something big. Yeah, I definitely agree, and it's good to hear that. Uh, I think my approach to New Year's resolutions is kind of like that they're silly generally. Like I view it actually kind of the way I view like specific days you're supposed to get presents because it's like, well, I should just be trying to improve things, right? Like I should, and I buy the things I need if they'll benefit my life and it, I'll make the changes as well. So like what I'm saying are my New Year's resolutions are actually just like things that I'm currently resolved to do. And so, okay, let's do them for this year. I definitely agree with the fitness. Like my goal is 50 push-ups every morning, right? If I can wake up before I shower, I do 50 push-ups in two or three sets, however long it takes. And then I want to grow to 100 once I have the capacity to do that. But, and I've fallen off a few times and it's like, okay, I can get back to 50, right? And so it's, right. but it's not, my, my goal isn't spend an hour a day at the gym, right? Or three yeah. hours a week even, because it's not going to happen. And 30 push-ups a day is infinitely better than zero, right? So it's important for that. And the, the one thing I'll add is a personal resolution. I've not really focused on any of my creative work in the past year or so. Like I published, I self-published a couple of poetry books, but I haven't done anything in a while. And I've started working on um, some more creative work. I want to like write some TV series and that sort of stuff. And so I'm excited to uh, work on that this year. I nice. think I'll, I'll get back into the swing of that. And hope maybe that'll be how we launch you. You can star in a TV show. <laughs> like it, like it. Um, cool. And so do we have any, we're, we're calling this kind of season three, but it's a relaunch of the Liberty Experts. Do we have any specific goals? We've done, we did this before at the start of season two, but I'm wondering like, yeah, looking forward, what are your resolutions? What are your goals for this show? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, the goals are, are what has emerged over the past uh, year as we've, we've done this show is that it's the conversation rather than the conclusions we come to in the conversation that is, uh, I think, the really the valuable bit of this. Um, that That is valuable for for you and me. And I think it's also valuable to model to other people when we have disagreements, how to yeah. constructively work through those and try to think about our own positions and have that kind of epistemic humility to, re you know, to have the courage of our convictions, but also have the humility to recognize that we might be wrong. And, mm. and having that attitudinal disposition helps us, I think, get closer to, to the truth and to living the good life. Um, so that that's really valuable. But I also think the, the other valuable bit of, of this podcast is that um, people can can get a sense of how 
liberty experts think, right? So if we're thinking about the big questions about the role of government and about uh, what liberty means and about what freedom means, having people that have thought deeply about this subject for years and, and over 10,000 hours uh, is helpful to, to other people to clarify their thoughts. It certainly helped me when I was a new libertarian listening to, to liberty experts and understanding yeah. and putting you know the current world events into how to how to think clearly about them uh, from a first principles perspective and a philosophical perspective um, I think is valuable to other people and then the other thing that I think is valuable is lending a voice to people who get in their gut why something is right or wrong but don't necessarily can't necessarily articulate it to hear someone else articulate yeah. it is also valuable so I want to keep those things going and so I think as long as we bring the kind of an uh, uh, epistemic humility to our conversations, as long as we uh, make an effort to try to address what's going on on the world stage uh, a little bit and, and how we, we can think about it and survive and thrive through a lot of the things we're seeing going around us in the world. And mm -hmm. we can articulate um, uh, clearly positions that, that are valuable to people and help them uh, clarify their own thoughts on things. I think that is uh, the primary goal I have going forward for this podcast. And I think as an ancillary benefit, if we do those things well, um, you know, we, we'll be able to get maybe show sponsors or uh, support from patrons and different things like that, right? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, the other thing I would like to see us get into a bit more is because we are the liberty experts and we like to talk about things and we like to think through things and Quite often, we're thinking through things, you know, right here in real time yeah. on air, and we, you know, we don't prepare for these. Uh, mm. You know, I, I think I would like to receive uh, listener feedback and questions right. and um, try to integrate that into the show uh, more yeah, going we forward. Could do a, a, like some live episodes where people can ask us questions that I can moderate and that sort of thing. I think that would be really yeah. good as well. And yeah, I like that we kind of just think on the show especially about these important issues what i call it is flossing my brain because i i want to understand my own way of thinking better and i need to really go through my thought process in order to do that so i like being able to floss my brain and i also think that even if we're not getting huge amounts of viewership right now this is an an actually really good resource for anyone interested in understanding like introduction to liberty principles because it's, it's just indoctrinated into so many people that what we're saying is completely wrong. But I think this is a great entry point to understand the thinking that goes behind it. What is this actual system? And so at, at some point, it will be a great repository for us to reaccess and revisit and see how our thinking's changed as well. So I think I agree that it's kind of as we expand and continue to think on these topics, it's... It's it's a great resource for us and for others. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so you are you've got your your nutrition uh, change. You're you're doing push-ups. Yeah. Um, now, do do you expect to see any changes in how you approach nutrition or or physical activity going forward? Like, are these just consistent things you can do every day, and you imagine that you might build into something? more or the fitness yes the nutrition it's hard because i'm traveling so yeah. it's kind of like i'm 
I play it by ear and I try and eat as healthy as possible. Um, right. But it's, it's limited when you're traveling and you don't always have a kitchen and that sort of stuff. But in, by the end of the year, yes, because I won't be traveling, you know, a year from now still. So the goal is to kind of figure out, uh, I mean, that's also part of what I'm doing this year is figuring out exactly what type of living situation I like, where I want to live and why. And so yeah. when I settle, then definitely I want to implement actually good, uh, consistent eating habits. I know how important nutrition is and it will be a top priority for me by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I am. Uh, I have kind of fallen off the wagon in terms of nutrition and I, you know, especially over the holiday seasons, you kind of just give yourself a license to eat all the baking and junk food you can. So, you know, my, my plan is again, I'm, you know, in the past I've done like I've done the ketogenic diet and I had really good success yeah. with that. I kind of, I, I really liked it actually because, um, it was fairly easy to do. I just had to cut carbs out basically. And, um, yeah. you know, the weight started melting off, but, um, you know, I think this year, like the problem with that is that again, if you fall off the wagon, like I went to Italy and obviously I'm going to have carbs when I'm in Italy. Right. And yeah. so when I came back from Italy, it was like, well, I've fallen off the wagon. Like, you know, is there any point in going back on this or right. like, I've really enjoyed the carbs. And so to me, it's going to be more like fasting during the day. Right. So maybe I can wait till one or two or three to have my first meal uh, yeah. and trying to uh, to cut down on carbs. And so, I'm just going to try those two simple things for the. I'm going to recommend a specific again. I've recommended Alex Epstein's podcast multiple times to you, but he recently did an episode with a nutritionist who released a new book, who, which is trying to maximize health span. And right. it, it was a really interesting thing. Um, and he said his two major recommendations are only have two meals a day and have as much um, just plant-based food as possible, but not because mm. it's like ethically good or something. Like you can have meat, but it was a really right. interesting podcast. And he said the reason you should only have two meals a day is because like your humans basically just are, I forget how he put it, but are eating 24 hours a day and then take yeah. bre breaks for sleep and work. But right, like you're right. just metabolizing consistently and it's really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was a really interesting interview about his specific diet plan and, and book that came out. So I'd recommend that because it's in line with both of those two uh, things, cutting yeah. carbs out and, and like fasting. Yeah. And actually, point. I think that that's that was the reason why the keto diet was so effective for me is because, mm. um, you know, lots of leafy greens, lots of vegetables and um, meat. And I found that I just wasn't as hungry on that diet. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would naturally eat two meals a day. And, and quite often by the end of the week, I wasn't hungry until supper time. And I'd eat one big supper and that was it kind of thing. Yeah. And I felt great on that diet. So, uh, you know, I might try something close approximating that again. But again, I'm staying away from this all or nothing mentality of I'm on right. this diet. And if I fall off, then I feel I get down on myself and feel disappointed and I just start spiraling uh, into yeah. bad, bad choices, a bad choice, choice spiraling. Uh, so so that's that's my goal. And then with my fitness goals, you know, I've kind of been doing this powerlifting program uh, to some degree over the past year and it's been great. But I've 
started falling off in terms of consistency just because I'm kind of a little bit bored. I've kind of plateaued yeah. in terms of my strength and my gains. So I'm trying something a little different uh, this year. It's, it's a uh, full body workout. And the reason I'm doing this workout, it's basically uh, full body five times a week is the, is the, how the program is designed. But if I, I feel like if I just do one of those workouts a week, I'll be good because I'm hitting all the body parts. I'm still going to be getting gains in the, cr- the right direction. Uh, and, you know, I'll probably end up doing all five a week. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just telling myself, you know, consistently, I, I know I can do one a week. I can find the time to do that. And I won't get down on myself as long as I'm doing that one a week. So, um, you know, I've, my, 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 you know, I've done a lot of uh, trials and experiments with, uh, with fitness programs over the years. And I've had success on pretty much everything I've done consistently. That's the key, right? Like th- there's all sorts yeah. of different theories about uh, getting gains that are out there. You know, like uh, if you look at, listen to Mike Cernovich, for example, he advocates a high intensity program where they're working out once a week. Um, there's a libertarian uh, exercise physiologist named Doug McGuff, who's also an ER doc who kind of advocates the same program and you know Mike Menser is a famous bodybuilder did the same thing where they're they're doing super high intensity workouts so they're going past failure um, yeah uh, on muscle groups right and right. and it takes a long time to recover when you're doing that cuz when you're doing negative reps in other words when you need someone's help to to get the weight up and then you're slowly doing the eccentric yeah. i mean that's past failure that and and your muscles are shot for a few days afterwards and yeah. so you can't work out but then there's also another another um train of thought and the research seems to, to go towards the idea of volume training where you are you, you know again you're hitting every body part numerous times a week and you're not going to failure because if go, going to failure means you can't hit that muscle group as often because it takes longer to recover and so the idea is that you just get more volume in and your body adapts more. So I'm kind of trying that route now more than the high intensity thing to see right. how that goes. But again, it, it's experimenting and it's just, as long as I'm doing something consistently, I feel like I'm succeeding and, and uh, that, that keeps the momentum going in the right direction. Right. And I think on that note, like we've been very consistent with this podcast and that's why yeah. it's still going. And we, we, of our, We've released two episodes a week for over six feet in itself, I think. So I, I look forward to doing to continuing to do it in, in the new year as well with uh, our newly found expertise. Absolutely. We've got 2020 vision, baby. All right, David, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you next time.